This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube stream worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on May 29, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The first reading is from Acts chapter 1. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs appearing to them over the course of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and the cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. So as we hear that gospel reading, which leads into the first chapter of the book of Acts, that was the first reading that Lorraine read for us, I'm going to be focusing on um, Jesus' words the promise of the gift of the Spirit and the call for us to be witnesses, to be witnesses on earth today. So dear friends in Christ, in the church, we're on a mission, a mission from God. And if I had a, my best Chicago accent, for those of you old enough, you might remember which movie that, uh, that comes from. Is, is anyone a Blues Brothers fan like me? <laughs> Sorry, it's a good, thank you. You'll have to explain to others if, if need be. We're on a mission, a mission from God was their mantra, wasn't it? For those who remember. But it's true for us today, we're on a mission. We go on a mission. God's mission. Not ours, but God's. Not in our own strength not with our own wisdom alone, well our wisdom's involved I'm sure, not by our own resource or power, 
not a collective power like a political party might have for a few years, but the gift of the Holy Spirit, God's gift to us. Jesus says then, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, Jesus says. Gift, promise, call. But we might scratch our heads like me and wonder how we can be such witnesses. I mean, have you seen God? Did you see Christ suffer like those disciples, you know, as Jesus speaks to them at the end of Luke's gospel? Did you see him die? Were you there when he rose to new life? And come on, how many of us saw him ascend up into, into heaven? Did any of you? No, I can't put up my hand. Well, maybe you and I weren't there right on the spot, and yet we are called to be witnesses. So we're going to try to unpack that a little this morning. But first of all, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit for us. Pour out your Spirit on us at this time as we listen, as we um, have our, the ears of our hearts to receive what you have for us. And bless us with um, the courage to follow where you call, to be bold witnesses in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So can we, do we have that power? Is it a, what, what sort of power is it? Is it some sort of human strength? How are we to be witnesses of Jesus in the world? Well, let me perhaps frame this in a slightly different way for us today. If I ask the question, have you seen God at work? Have you seen God at work? Well, I wonder how we as Christians might reply. Perhaps if you've been here or if you've been part of a situation where someone was baptised in the church, God was powerfully at work. This morning, we heard in our ears, you are forgiven. Jesus' sure words for us. And as we receive a special meal, as we're gathered around the table today, we will hear that this meal is given for us for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus at work for us. Jesus present for us. Have you seen or heard God at work in the ahas that happen in our lives? As perhaps we're in, a, in the place of dwelling in the word in scripture and the scales kind of fall from our eyes at, at any given time. Has that been part of your journey? It's certainly been an aspect of mine. What about as you've prayed to God? Has God answered your prayers in the ways that you may not have even expected? And perhaps even just in the simple everyday living of life, in the miracles of love and in the gift of serving someone serving us or us in the service of another, I'm pretty sure God is, is wonderfully at work and we might have witnessed that in our lives. I, I know I certainly have. And perhaps you can think of other times, perhaps even miraculous times in your lives where God has been powerfully at work. Perhaps in your life or in the life of us as a community. I mean, the journey of St. Paul's, the fact that St. Paul's began the building of the church at Station Street, you know, and the, the journey that we've been on, the time that it came to selling that church building, which, you know, brought so much struggle, some heartaches and big decisions. And yet God blessed us um, through all of these things. God is at work and we have witnessed God at work. 
Paul, as um, Lorraine read for us today in our second reading, talks of the reality of our witnessing through the eyes of our hearts. The place where faith resides and the place where faith beats and grows. The eyes of your heart seeing God regularly and so often powerfully at work. Let me remind you of Paul's, the beginning of his letter to the people at Ephesus. He says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. So that with the eyes of your heart, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power? There's that word again, isn't it? Power for us who believe. According to the working of his great power, it comes up. God unveils this to us. So here is the power of God, not in a a human strength, not in my ability to persuade you to something, not in the, you know, if I work out or something and make my body strong and say you better or else. That's not the way. God's power is that of the spirit working in our hearts. Hearts which not only beat, hearts which not only believe, and they do, I pray, but hearts which see, hearts which witness. By our hearts, we are witnesses. In Jerusalem, where we are, and we're called to be further in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In mission together, and as we walk this journey this week into National Reconciliation Week as a congregation, as a national church, as a nation indeed, we're called to be witnesses bringing the love of the gospel to everyone, to all people. By our hearts we're met by Jesus and by his Father in heaven. So Paul prays for us today that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened. And this, is, this poster here is the, the LCA's Reconciliation Action Plan poster, which was designed by a nine-year-old uh, boy, um, Eastern Aranda Heritage. And he talks about, there we all see the cross, and there are many, many eyes, many, many ways to witness and to live out our witness in the world. It's a beautiful, beautiful image I find at least, for what reconciliation is about and what the ascension calling is um, as, our, um, as our call as church together. God's power is at work in us. So if I may ask you again, have you seen God at work? I know the answer. I know the answer. You see, the spirit as God has always promised has worked through the gospel to bring you and me, us together, to faith. And by this work in us, gives us heart eyes to see Jesus and to follow where he leads us. We can do it. Martin Luther said a long time ago in his explanation of the third article of the Apostles' Creed, and we'll share in that again a little bit later today, I think. No, maybe we won't, I'm not sure. He says, I believe I cannot by my own understanding or effort by my own power then, if you will, believe in Jesus or come to faith. But, 
The Holy Spirit, this promised Holy Spirit, has called me through the gospel. Here's the Spirit at work in the word of the gospel. He has enlightened me. There's that word again that Paul uses, enlighten the eyes of your hearts, and with his gifts and kept me in the faith. And in the same way, he calls and gathers the whole church on earth. Here's God's power at work as the gospel is proclaimed. So we are witnesses of this power, are we not? That's us where we are today together here in this Jerusalem place. But I put to you that there's more. We're called to be witnesses here, yes, and it's an important aspect for us to work through together, but also to go beyond to that Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And today I'd like to whet your appetite for our annual general meeting because um, a few of us uh, have, and some people involved in the pastoral assistant team in particular have been wondering about what this mission for us might look like. Gary Tepper, who's actually up in, in, in Central Australia as, as we speak, and I have been doing a little bit of work preparing what we loosely call a mission plan. And we'd like to introduce that to you at our AGM, but via our book of reports that will be coming out next Sunday. And just as a, as a, as a to way to whet your appetites, Gary and I had a bit of a chat about this before he had headed off to Central Australia. Gary, thanks for uh, joining me in the sermon today. Um, we've been making a journey so far, focusing on Jesus' call um, for us to be his witnesses. Um, as he leads us on his mission to the world. Um, and we've been doing a, a, a deal of listening and talking at St Paul's about uh, where we think God might be calling us to follow him. I know, for example, that a small group of pastoral assistants here at St Paul's, um, which you are part of, did um, a bunch of listening to people here at St Paul's. So can I ask you, um, what did you learn? Yes, that's right. Um, last year we, uh, we talked with and, and listened to over um, uh, 70 congregational members to um, better understand which way uh, God is leading us in, in his mission here at St Paul's. Mm. Um, we learned that the, the Holy Spirit is uh, working through us um, to witness um, the gospel um, in a number of different ways and, and uh, situations. Um, whether that's one-on-one -on -one, um, discussion with family or friends or work colleagues or um, assisting and helping people in their, in their need uh, through uh, you know, food or, or, or gift parcels, um, whether it's um, you know, some of our outreach programs like um, uh, Alpha or, or Mainly Music, um, our partnership with the Chinese Lutheran Church of Victoria um, and even facilitating uh, missions through uh, intercessional prayer and, mm. and gifting, for example, Australian Lutheran World Service. Um, we also learned that there are, there are some areas, um, the more challenging areas of, of mission, uh, such as uh, partnering with a uh, an Aboriginal community or a, or a church overseas where, where we're probably called to um, increase our, our effort in those areas. Okay, wow. Boy, you learned some amazing things. We, what, we're involved in so many um, different 
spaces following uh, where we think uh, discern our Lord is leading us. Um, and it seems that you know, we also have a, a call to be witnesses um, to where the Spirit might be leading us collectively. So how do you reckon we discern and decide what God is calling us to as a, as a whole community of faith? Yes, that's correct. Um, we know that the God's calling us to be witnesses, but to what? Hmm. Um, or to whom or, or to how it is something that, that's not always clear to us. Um, to assist in this regard, our congregational meeting at the end of last year um, agreed that um, we develop a, um, a, a missional plan um, and to, to implement that, that plan. So um, we've been listening to God um, through, through prayer and, and his word. Mm. Uh, we've been listening to each other and uh, we've started a mission plan which the, the pastoral assistance and the, and the church council has, in, has endorsed um, and we'll, we'll introduce this to the broader congregation at the AGM in June. Mm. So that's coming up in just a few weeks time. So what can we expect? What's, what will we see in that plan? Well, first of all, I'd encourage people to uh, you know, read that plan in the in the book of reports, and um, and and be ready to to discuss it at the AGM because we're really looking forward to um, to input from the congregation. Um, in the mission plan, you'll be able to see a number of um, mission participation activities, um, whether they're uh, whether they're the, the things that we're doing already or whether the, they're the things that are planned, mm -hmm. um, either individually or, or collectively. Um, you'll see that, that we've been called um, to follow God as, as individuals and, and mm -hmm. in families um, to be his witness. And you'll also see that we're called to decide how we as a congregation um, collectively uh, work at, at his mission in what he is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, the real question here is, is what and where is God calling us um, at this time in mission together? And um, finally, the mission plan um, talks about um, forming a, a mission coordinating team. Mm -hmm. um, now, the role of the, of the team will be to coordinate um, activities and, and also develop recommendations for the whole of the congregation, including some things that, that will help us along the way to be um, better witnesses. Hmm. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks um, for, for being part of this today and also for your work. Um, along with others like the pastoral assistant team in this space. So um, as Gary's mentioning, we've got uh, our AGM coming up in a few weeks time on June the 19th. And my great encouragement is for all of us to, uh, to look at what's in that mission plan when the book of reports comes along and then feel, to, feel free to talk to people like Gary or myself or others on the pastoral uh, assistant team, perhaps people on the staff or the church council about your reactions, your responses to what you're reading. So Gary, thank you. Uh, God bless you in your continued service as God um, is amongst us, calling us uh, to follow where he leads. Um, so um, God bless you in all that comes ahead. And to you. Thanks.
So back to um, real time. So um, I want to encourage you. I want to thank you for who you are as a person of faith. And I want to encourage you um, as you follow our Lord in his mission call. As a pastor and as you know, the roles that I've been called to, I've personally been blessed by relationships and being part of communities beyond my even um, imagination. And I think there's space for us as God's people, young, old and in between, to consider those sorts of things where we go beyond our, um, our, our current experiences to be in relationship with other communities. Because, dear friends in Christ, make no mistake, we're on a mission. We're on a mission from God. God's mission to the world, a mission of grace, a mission of life. So dust off the eyes of your hearts and uh, look to where God is calling us together into his world with his love. Amen. And God's peace guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.